Are you planning on making a New Year's resolution this year? Lots of people are thinking about doing this right now. I've read several articles. There's lots of varying information about this, but I have read that up to 80% of New Year's resolutions don't even make it past February. Don't be one of these people. We're going to go over today some of the concepts of behavior change and how you can use a popular behavior change model to set yourself up for success if you are thinking about making a New Year's resolution. We're going to dive into all of these topics today on the podcast. Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals. So let's get into it. Hey there, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. We're going to talk about how to set yourself up for success if you're thinking about starting the new year with a fitness or nutrition New Year's resolution. Now, I am going to reference today a very interesting article that I found in Psychology Today titled, Why Most New Year's Resolutions Fail. And I'll get into that concept in a few minutes. This article was written by Amy Morin, who is a licensed clinical social worker and a psychotherapist. I'm going to link this article in the show notes of this episode, but she references, and we're going to dive into this throughout this episode, something called the trans-theoretical model of behavior change. And what that is, is five distinct steps that most people go through in regards to changing a behavior. And when we are establishing a new workout routine, a new nutrition practice, all of these things require behavior change. We're moving from one behavior and attempting to adapt a new behavior. And that is much easier said than done. And so Amy goes through these five steps. We're gonna go through these five in the course of this episode. And then she also Um, recommends what step you need to be on on January 1st in order to set yourself up for success when it comes to a New Year's resolution. And for those of you that are unfamiliar, a New Year's resolution is basically any type of goal or desired change that you would like to make in your life that begins on January 1st of a new year. And so most of the time, people think about maintaining that habit or behavior change for an entire year. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. There's very broad um, definitions of what a New Year's resolution is, um, and that can be individual for every person. But generally, people will think about starting a new behavior on January 1st and then maintaining it for the entire year and hopefully beyond that if it's something that is positively impacting your life. I have done another episode of the podcast about New Year's resolutions back last January, or really this January because I'm still in 2022 at the time of this recording. 
That is episode three of the Next Step Fitness podcast, which is called Start Strong in 2022. If you're interested in uh, learning a little bit more about what my personal opinions are about New Year's resolutions, you can check out that episode. Again, that is episode three of the Next Step Fitness podcast, Start Strong in 2022. But for today, we're going to go over this trans-theoretical model of behavior change, and we're going to see which one Amy recommends, which step Amy recommends that we start January 1st on. And so step one, and we're going to use an example person who is thinking about um, making a nutrition change. Maybe let's say they want to add in more vegetables into their diet. And so step one of this behavior change model is called pre-contemplation. And what that means is basically they're not even thinking about adding more vegetables into their diet yet. You're not even thinking about making any sort of change whatsoever. It's not on your radar, not interested, not even thinking about it whatsoever. So people that are not even considering making a behavior change they're grouped into this pre-contemplation stage. Once you move past that, step two is called contemplation. So we haven't thought about it at all. When you start thinking about it, that's when you're, you've already entered step two of this five-step process. So step two is contemplation. This means maybe I'm going to think about adding more vegetables into my diet because I think that that might be a good idea to do. In this stage, you're starting to think about possibly changing it and what that might mean for you, both positively and negatively. I like to encourage my clients to think about the pros and the cons of making the change. Most of the time, people tend to focus on the benefits that they're going to receive. I'm going to feel better if I eat more vegetables. I know it's going to be hel- I'm going to be healthier if I eat more vegetables. I'm going to have more energy if I eat more vegetables. And they tend to ignore the cons of making that positive behavior change. I really encourage people to think about both sides of the coin. Maybe I don't like trying new foods and I don't really eat a lot of vegetables. So doing this is going to require me to try new foods and I don't really like doing that. Or maybe it's going to involve more cooking or more preparation, and I don't really feel like doing that, or I that's going to take up more time. Thinking about it both positively and negatively adds another layer of realism to the whole experience. And so I really encourage people when they're in that contemplation stage to think about both sides of the coin. Of course, the benefits hopefully will outweigh the cons of making this behavior change. But acknowledging that it is going to require some sacrifice or some change or some maybe negative things that you're not really super into doing, um, again, adds another layer of realism to uh, this decision-making process and really encourages you to make a better choice for you, or at least one that you're going into um, with a good, well-rounded perspective. All right, so step one is pre-contemplation. We're not even thinking about vegetables at all. Step two is contemplation. Okay, I'm starting to think about vegetables, and I'm thinking that, yes, it's going to increase my energy, and I'm going to feel healthier and all of these things. And then I'm also thinking about maybe what's not so great about doing this. It might take more time. It might require more trips to the grocery store, those types of things. Step three is preparation. 
And this is another one that is incredibly important and that people, I don't think, spend quite as much time on as they should. And I like to teach my clients when we do goal setting is to keep the goal realistic. And preparation is such a huge part of this. Actually sitting down and intentionally think about what will actually be required of you on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis, especially if we're talking about something that we want to maintain for an entire year. What does that look like for your day-to-day routine, week-to-week, month-to-month, etc.? This helps you to determine if the goal is realistic for you to achieve or if you need to make adjustments or uh, make an adaptation to your original goal. Doing this preparation ahead of time not only increases your likelihood of success, but it actually helps you determine if it's the right goal for you. And this is something that I see again and again with clients that I get to work with and people that come to me to ask for advice is that the preparation, they tend to kind of skip over the preparation piece. And I don't blame them at all for that. They get the idea, they're in that contemplation stage where they're thinking about doing it, and then they get motivated and just want to dive right in head first. I've done many other trainings on motivation versus discipline in the past, but skipping over that preparation phase really is not going to do you any favors because you're going to skip too far ahead and you're not going to be adequately prepared for the day in, day out requirements that this goal, whatever it is, requires, which really decreases your ability to stick with it over time. Spending the time to really think about and prepare is really going to help you in the long term. Especially, like I said, if we're talking about a New Year's resolution that is 365 days long, we need to really think about the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. What are the actual steps that are required to do this? That's the first question. What are the steps required to do this? The second question is, am I willing to do that? to hit this goal? Does this goal matter to me enough that I am willing to do what is required to hit that goal? Again, asking yourselves these questions, these are all like a toll booth. You know, you have to move through each toll booth to get to the fourth stage, right? So we're in pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation. So we haven't done any action yet. So spoiler alert, the next phase is the action phase. But think of all of the work that has happened before we actually execute on anything. We need to move through these stages because each one builds upon the previous one. I will say that most of the time in my experience as a coach, most of the time that I get to speak with someone initially, when I initially meet someone who reaches out and is interested in coaching, most of the time they are in this preparation stage of the process. They've already thought about making a behavior change. They are interested in doing it. And then they seek out, they reach out to me to ask about how to do this. So they are moving into this stage of preparation And this is where a fitness professional can be so incredibly helpful because our whole job 
is to provide guidance in this preparation process and then also to help you execute. So if you are thinking about making a change, please seek out the advice of someone who can help point you in that uh, right direction. So step four, again, we've moved through pre-contemplation, contemplation, we've spent some time preparing, now we execute. So stage four is the action stage. And this is when we are actually executing on what we planned on doing. So we spent this time preparing, but preparation is only half of it. We need to actually execute on what we had prepared. So this is actually physically going to the gym and getting your workouts done. This is getting up earlier. This is setting out your clothes the night before. This is going to the grocery store with a list, with a meal plan. This is prepping ahead of time. All of these things that are being executed, again, on a daily basis, week to week, month to month, etc., to maintain your forward progress towards whatever goal it is, whatever your New Year's resolution is. The time for talk is over, and now it's time for action. This is you actually executing again on what you had planned on. This is when the rubber meets the road and when you actually start making concrete forward movement towards whatever it is uh, your goal is. That's step four, the action step. Step five is maintenance, which is one of the pillars of Next Step Fitness and my coaching philosophy is not only do we move you through this process up to action and we coach you and provide accountability through this whole process step by step. But I am much more concerned, not more concerned, but I am very concerned about the maintenance over time. Getting you results is one piece of the puzzle, but helping you figure out a way to do that that is going to be achievable and doable for the long term is really what my where my passion lies because consistency over time is what's going to lead to lifelong health and fitness in a way that works for you, which is one of the pillars of my company. So I'm really all about step five, which is maintenance. And so interestingly, so that's we've gone through the five steps. And so we thought that we were done. But new models of this behavior change for a very long time, it was just the five steps. Recently, certain uh, presentations of this model have actually added a sixth phase, which is relapse, which I think is very interesting. Um, I really like this because it acknowledges the fact that maintenance is not a linear road. Sometimes we have missteps, sometimes we fall off, sometimes mistakes happen, and those are actually a part of an acknowledged part of the long-term maintenance process. So I really do like that they have added this part in, this sixth step, which is relapse and recovery, right? So we have we take missteps and then we get back on track. That is a huge part of the long-term maintenance process. Very rarely, if ever, are you going to just maintain and just cruise on down the road with with nothing ever happening? And so acknowledging that, yes, things will happen, and then how do we work through that, again, is another huge pillar of my training philosophy and how I approach training my clients that I get to work with. 
things will happen. Life happens. So how do we move through this? Right. And so we've gone over all of this. And now, like I said, like I stated earlier, I'm going to share with you what Amy recommends, which phase you need to be in on January 1st to set yourself up for a, to increase your likelihood that you're going to stick with this New Year's resolution for the long term. And so is there, are there any guesses? You can think to yourself, okay, so should I be in contemplation or preparation, or maybe I should already be in maintenance? How, how, what would be the best phase for you to be in on January 1st in order to increase your likelihood of success? So in the article, Amy says that in order for most people to see success with New Year's resolutions, they need to be in the action stage on January 1st of that new year. And so they need to have already thought about it. They've already needed to decide to do it. And they've already needed to prepare in order to be in that action phase on January 1, ready to go. Many times, this is not the case, right? Many times, people begin the action phase, right? The actual execution of the behavior change, and they just skip over the preparation, or they skip over thinking about the pros and cons, or they move through those phases very, very quickly, um, which really sets them up for some struggling later on because they have not really thought this all the way through before they just started executing. And sometimes in life, you can skip ahead and it doesn't really affect you all that much. But in my experience, not only my coaching experience, but in my personal experience, when I'm trying to make a behavior change, changing your behavior is difficult. And when you're trying to make a behavior change without preparing ahead of time and without planning ahead, it makes it even more difficult, even planning it out, even you know, thinking about all of the pros and all of the cons and making lists and making schedules and doing all of these things, it's still incredibly difficult to make those action steps occur day in and day out again and again. So doing doing yourself this favor by prepping ahead of time and not skipping through this will really help set you up for success long term. So what does this all mean for you? We've gone over the five or six phases of this trans-theoretical model of behavior change. We've talked about it in terms of a New Year's resolution and what phase you need to be in, which is the action phase, on January 1st in order to increase your likelihood of maintenance over time. And so what does this mean for you? Well, at the time of this recording, we've got a week or two left of December, which gives you a little bit of time to really spend some time in that contemplation and preparation stage. If you have moved into the preparation stage, please reach out to me and ask. I would be more than happy to help kind of point you in the right direction. I can provide some free resources for you to help you really be ready for that action step to occur on January 1st, if that's important to you. And I would like to close off by saying that there is nothing magical about January 1st in regards to behavior change or goal maintenance or even goal achievement. There's nothing magical about that day. If you want to delay your start to move through these other phases in a 
thought out, intentional way, that's what I would recommend you do. If you need more time to really prepare yourself for success, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing magical about January 1st in regard in, in difference to February 1st or February 12th or September or any any other day, right? There's nothing magical about January 1st. The magic happens when you make an intentional choice, you prepare to the best of your ability, and then you execute day in and day out. You find a maintenance style that works for you. And then if you have a misstep, you recover and get back on track. That's where the magic happens. Doesn't happen on January 1st, just because it's it's the first day of the year, right? So if you are thinking about making a New Year's resolution, I hope that you found this information helpful in terms of figuring out how to prepare effectively to increase your likelihood of sticking with it. Because Really, we don't make New Year's resolutions. We don't decide to do those with the intention of stopping, right? We don't make a New Year's resolution thinking that we're going to stop or that we're going to give up, right? We always make it with the intention that we, the desire is that we want to stick with it long term. So how do we do that? We prepare and then we execute. So I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. Again, I want to say a quick thank you to all of you that have left a review on Apple Podcasts or rating on Spotify. If you have not yet done so, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a quick review of the podcast. It really helps other people see it. And then if you don't have time to um, write a review, just screenshot your podcast player and post it on social media. I would love to um, see how you guys are listening, where you're listening. Uh, please tag me in those um, social posts. You can tag me on Instagram, Sarah C. Fullerton. Put it in your Instagram stories. I would love to see them. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Good luck in your workouts this week, and I will catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember, the next has no E. It's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step, because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.